0: hey you guys what's up i am very excited to welcome you back for the second episode of on to the next podcast now i would just like to start by saying thank you to everybody who like reached out commented reposted or shared the first episode i just like really appreciate uh your support which sounds like so silly because like i said i'm gonna talk like i have a million followers um But I just really appreciate it. Like I was so nervous to share it and I'm still nervous to do it. But um, just like hearing your feedback and like just encouraging me to keep doing it was just like a really nice little cherry on top, you know? And I know I did not post last week. So first of all, appreciate like the three friends who texted me and was like, where's your episode? Why didn't you post? And I was like, damn, called out. Um, which I do really appreciate, uh, just keeping me accountable, but this past week that I've been home has just been, like, chaotic. So I got home last Tuesday at, like, 10 o'clock at night, talked to my parents, like, drove home after work, everything's great. Wednesday was one of my best friend's birthdays, so I woke up that morning and, like, made her brownies, got her flowers, went and surprised her at work, um, kind of hung out with her a little bit. And then I went and got coffee, which I have a super fun little story about that. Um, So I went to Fairfield Coffee because I like miss all my local coffee shops from home because like I haven't really found one that I like in Clemson yet. Um, And so I was like, well, I need to visit them before I go back, obviously. Take the two weeks to do that. Um, And I went there and not only was my barista 10 out of 10 because she made me a great latte, but I walk in. And mind you, I am dressed head to toe in my dad's clothes, like literally wearing his light gray sweatpants, his camo bangles hoodie, like the cuffs on the sweatpants rolled up a couple times wearing my all white ultra Boosts, like just like so like not it, right? Okay. I self tanned that morning and like slicked back my greasy hair with gel. So like I was just like really just like, you know. Mm, delish and I walked in and went to the bathroom and like ordered my coffee whatever and the girl brought me my coffee and she was like you are so pretty by the way and I just was like immediate like please sir emoji face like oh my god thank you like I said thank you like 15 times and she was like no seriously like you walked in and I was like oh my gosh and I just like said thank you like literally like six more times and I was like that is so nice of you and I like literally wanted to cry I got in my car I texted two of my friends I was like are you kidding me like this is like the sweetest thing that's ever happened to me for real and I'm still thinking about it a week later so it's just like important to just be kind to people and compliment them when you see them because you have no idea like what it will mean to them for real I swear I've like looked at myself differently in the mirror and I've been like you are pretty like yeah you are that girl told you you were so like you definitely are so I don't know just like a little thing to think about you should always just compliment people and tell them like if you think they're beautiful tell them you're beautiful for real um and then I think I went to the gym that night and then recorded this episode like literally spent like two hours working on it from start to finish listen to it before I shared it just to make sure everything like technology wise worked hated it okay like hated it redid it then had some just issues with the third party that I'm using. Had to work that out. And then it was Thursday. I'm redoing it all. Hated that too. Like threw it out the window. Worked on it all day. Like literally for the whole afternoon. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> just to like keep it real with you. Um, and then and then I was like Christmas. The blizzard came Friday. Christmas Eve happened Saturday. Sunday was actually Christmas, then Monday I got tacos with one of my good friends, and then like went home and threw up, like literally got violently ill, I threw up seven times, and that's not all that I did, like not to be totally disgusting, but yeah, I was just like, I felt like I was having an exorcism, like I don't know what happened, and then like was the definition of puke and rally, like Asking me to do that at a party, absolutely cannot. But yesterday I did it because I had to get an MRI done on my shoulder. Um, So literally like puked and rallied, wore a mask, made sure I showered and was like clean, didn't touch anything. But I just like had to take care of this because I scheduled it around me being home. So I was like, you know what? We're going to pull through. Got out of bed, went and got the MRI done. Felt like just horrible. Like literally, I looked like a ghost walking around. Um... Got that done, laid in bed for the rest of the day yesterday, woke up this morning, went back to Beacon to hear the test results, all good, nothing, don't need surgery, so that's a plus, um, but yeah, no, I'm here, and I was like, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna crush this podcast now, so I really think pretty much most of this episode is just gonna be, be going on, like, little tangents, because, so, like, listen, I hurt my shoulder, And I thought I tore my labrum, which I do have a minor tear in my labrum. But I learned that the space between my shoulder and my joint is just like much larger than the normal person. Um, So it just like moves around as it pleases. And that's why it's always popped in and out of socket my whole life. And here I thought I was just double jointed, but like, no, (laughs) no. my shoulder is just like multi-directionally instable is like the definition he is so that's super cool you know you learn something new every day about yourself but yeah I was like no wonder like push-ups have been always so difficult for me it's probably because like my shoulder is about to like pop out of the socket any second and I can feel it Um, but this episode has been like kind of hard for me because I went into it thinking like, I'm going to talk about like my move and my transition to Clemson and just like being away from family for the first time and like everybody like moving someplace, not knowing a soul. Right. But then like I started to get into it and I was like, meh. And then I started talking about something else, like deep diving into something else. But I was like, I really want this to be its own episode. So then I just like stopped talking about it and cut it short. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that either. So then I started talking about something else. And I was like, I, mm, no, I hate this. So I was thinking about it and rewriting my outline many, many times, talking to myself in my car on the way home from things, you know, the usual. And... I think I decided that I'm actually still going to talk about my transition, but just do it from like a different point of view, um, and I'm really excited to talk about it, and I definitely want to, I think I'm just going to start off with using my friend as an example first, because I think that talking about that first will just kind of open up the many branches that kind of stem off of that, that ties into everything I want to talk about. So I did ask my friend permission if I could talk about her. She has no idea what I'm about to say. Um, But I just thought she would be a great example to use. um, Mostly because like she's a recent good friend of mine. Um, But and I think just because we like clicked almost instantly. And um, I tend to think a lot about why we meet certain people that we do. And I don't necessarily do this for everyone. But I think just depending on stages of my life that I'm in, in different situations, I try to connect the dots. I feel like it's kind of my way of creating control in environments where I don't necessarily have control, um, per se, and just like kind of like a little comforting thing for me to do. It just kind of makes everything kind of make sense for my brain, Um, which I don't know if that's something that most people do, but it definitely works for me, so... I try to do it where I feel like I need just like kind of peace of mind some places or if I'm like in my head a little bit about something I try to sit back and be like okay like let's let's think about like why these things could be happening okay so I met this friend at the Bengals and we were in the same interview group um and then we both ended up getting the job um so like we kind of remembered each other but like I said like we kind of clicked instantly like we are very similar um in a lot of ways um so we just had like so much fun together um during our time with the Bengals and it was just like a really great time and she recently just got a job with the Cavs in Cleveland which is so exciting um you know like she was patient and she was picky and a lot of people were like confused about like why she would turn down jobs and just like low-key i think thought she was crazy for doing so but she was just like it's not what i want and like i want to be happy long term like moving forward and they would just like kind of press her and be like have you found a job yet and blah blah blah. and she was like no i haven't like get out of my face um and i was like just again perfect example of never settle because you know she's working for the nba which is ultimately what she wanted and she's so happy and she was there for two days and she called me and she was like, it's great. Like, I'm so content. Like, I love it here. Her coworkers are great. She just feels like she, like, instantly kind of just fit in culturally and just everything. So she's doing really great. I love it for her. She was really in desperate need of just change and a new, like, change of pace and opportunity. So I love when my friends, like, are just in their prime and thriving. Like, it's one of my favorite things to witness and she actually had two job offers from the Cavs and then from the Warriors and I was low-key pulling for San Francisco just because if you know this girl like she'd pop off in California but she chose what was best for her which is all that matters and really between the two like I don't think you could have made a wrong choice and I just want to preface this next part by saying like this is just like me thinking this way like me looking at a situation and then like turning it onto me in a way because that's like what I do Um, but when she started, like, talking between, like, her two offers and, like, where she was interviewing, like, I felt myself, like, kind of belittling, like, what I was doing and where I was, and not because of anything, like, she said or that she did, but, I was just like looking at these opportunities like she could literally move to California or like just the NBA in general I feel like it's typically more just like this you know people go to the games and their their fits are great and it's just this more like kind of glamorous environment and those of you who do know me personally like you know that I'm great at belittling myself like no matter what it is I'm my toughest critic which is an episode and in- topic i'm like very excited to talk about because it's something that i came to realize a couple years ago that's kind of like oh wow like that's what you're doing and like that's what your kind of issue is mentally i feel like is something that you struggle with the most but i was just like constantly like thinking to myself like molly what you're doing isn't cool like you backtrack, you made a mistake like this isn't where you should be you should have looked at different places more options like all this stuff And none of this has anything to do with Clemson itself. Like, I am very happy to be there. And if you were kind of just like with me through my interview process, like I high key manifested Clemson for myself. I spoke it into existence 100%. Like I was talking like, oh, that would be a really cool place to work and be a part of. And they didn't have any jobs posted. And I told my boss that that's kind of where I was looking at. We were filling out my resume and then he looked up Clemson University a couple days later and a job was posted. Like exactly like what the job would be that I have. And I was like, that was not there two days ago. So like I applied, they flew me down for an interview and ended up offering me the job the next morning. So it definitely was something that I kind of manifested for myself, which I think is really cool. So for me to be like belittling it and being like, I don't know. I was just like, Molly, you also got exactly what you wanted and like what you're doing is cool. I saw my uncle the other day for Christmas and he was like, Yeah, I like caught on to that's where you're working and Molly, that's like amazing. And that's how most people have been reacting. So like for me to sit there and be like, Molly, you're a failure, like that's literally how I felt. I was like, You don't have this quote unquote glamorous position right now or this job or where you are. So like you failed. And I will be the first to say that that is, like, the most silly logic ever in the entire world. Like, it really is. And I know that. So, like, for me to sit there and, like, allow myself to, like, think that or question what I'm doing, I feel like it's just, you know, it's great that I figured that out and caught on to it. But I was just kind of, like, why, like, just questioning where I was. And I think that because I am in such a different environment, like, I think that that's a lot of it. It is different. It's slower. It's not like Cincinnati. It's just like the people I'm around are different. Like everything is just slower and like more vanilla, which is not a bad thing at all. It's just not how I envision things that I want, if that makes sense. Which then got me thinking that things aren't necessarily about, like, what you want, but what you need, and that's kind of the conclusion I came to with, like, this move and this transition, and, like, that's the perspective I kind of wanted to look at it from, because, you know, I may want, like, to be a city girl, and have this nice apartment in the city, and walk to work, and, you know, have this, like, glamorous, quote-unquote kind of opportunity but I was thinking about it and like I don't necessarily think that I myself was ready for that and not that I'm not ready like I couldn't handle it or anything like that but I think that I needed to take the time and actually like slow down and focus on some of the things that I have neglected because of other distractions that I allowed to get in the way and that's why I wanted to use my friend as an example because you know other than to meet her and to like make a new friend um I think that like part of me thinks that I met her to kind of show me what that journey looks like and she and I have talked about, like, our own, like, kind of mental health journeys, and, I mean, I didn't know her prior to her being 21, almost 22, so, like, we've only known each other for, like, eight months, eight or nine months, um, so, like, her whole life, I have no idea, like, what she was like, but when I met her, she was just, like, this, like, undoubtedly confident, like, beautiful person, you know, like, she knew exactly what she wanted, like, just, and everyone could see it, And I think that that's why she's in the place that she is now, because, like, she has overcome that journey of, like, getting to that point. And like I said, like, I don't know what she was like before. She could have always been like this. But from what I've seen and what I've experienced with her, just, like, hearing about, like, things that she dealt with and that she went through, I feel like in a lot of ways, like, I met her to kind of show me what it looks like at the end of that. And I Have not gone through that journey. I have not been through all of those things. I feel like I'm just kind of at the beginning, middle of that. And now is like the time in my life where I'm supposed to get to the end point to then open the door to those other opportunities that like I may think that I want right now. And I really don't know if that's like the most just like out of pocket logic for it, but like that's kind of what's helped me like you can sit here and you can compare yourself to other people and you know things that they may have but I've feel like I've come to realize just like traveling back and forth and just like spending this time by myself in Clemson and things like that that like you know I can want all those things all that I want to but I know that I need other things right now so I can get to that point. Because, like, I interviewed with University of Oregon and University of Houston, and I also interviewed with the Cavs. And I definitely think with the Cavs, like, I subconsciously, like, hearing, like, her stories and, like, about it, like, it sounds great, and I think I would have had a great time. But subconsciously, I feel like I only did that because of somebody not because that's like truly what I wanted like I applied and was excited to interview and excited for this opportunity because I was hoping somebody else would want to then be a part of it and like that is that was just like the universe rejecting it for me being like you didn't want this for you you wanted this because of somebody else and like we're not giving it to you we're done with that so onto this next chapter where we're like we don't do those things um and just like I have met some really great people the past few years and I have I feel like this very like solid loyal group of friends for the first time in my life um and these are like my real life friends quote unquote um not my color guard friends just because our dynamic and relationship is so completely different but I just have like a few close-knit people that I feel like I can really count on that I finally found some like real genuine good friends and I think just like even with the other opportunities in Oregon and Houston like it was God's way of keeping me close enough to them where I still have them and everything um, but also kind of answering my prayer and responding to the joke I would make to my mom which was just like, can you just send me away, and lock me up somewhere, where I can't talk to anybody, and no one can talk to me, and I can't look at social media, and I was just like, really going through it, I was just like, there are too many distractions, too many things on my brain, I'm like, allowing myself to get like, all worked up, and overwhelmed, and like, granted, a lot of that stemmed from me liking a boy, and it was just stupid, like, never like boys ever, because they're stupid, and it's just a waste of time, um, unless you're happily in a relationship and married, then like, I love love. I really do. But for me personally, right now in my life, like, no, extinct, 100%. Um, but I would just like make that joke to my mom and I would pray to God and I would just be like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. Like, I want to find a solution to this because, like, I'm a doer. That's what I want. Like, I can't just sit around. Like, I have to constantly be thinking about, like, how can I make this better? And I think that that was his way of being like, well, let's go to Clemson, South Carolina. Like, I think that that was his way of kind of giving me, like, the best of both worlds and of why I'm where I am right now, and it might not be this, just, like, you know what I mean? It might not be this, like, most spectacular thing ever. Like, I still have to drive 30 minutes to TJ Maxx and Target, but, you know, like, I think that it's time for me to focus and work on the things that I may have let boys or other people or just like my concerns with how everybody else felt versus like how I felt like putting other people before me get in the way and I think that's like a very important thing that I have realized just about this which I feel like I've just realized this in the past couple weeks um, of me like really hunkering down and focusing on like the way I look because like I really do like want to go in depth just about like body image and things like that because I feel like that's a conversation that most women can talk about and relate to whatever side it may be um but I have like never liked the way that I've looked I've always hated my body 100% like all the time like I like parts of myself but as a whole like I look at my body and I'm just like no And that's something that, like, I don't want to feel anymore. Like, I definitely have those thoughts of being, like, oh, I wish I could wear that. Or, like, I really want to go do these things, but I can't do that until I look like this. And, like, that is just, like, a horrible way of thinking as well. And I feel like this opportunity, just, like, with working and, you know, I'm seven hours away from home, but that's, like, an easy drive to come home and, like, be around my friends, but also take the time and space that I need to focus on me like that was just the universe being like I'm putting the ball in your court and you can take advantage of this situation as much as you want to or you can just I don't know not let it slip away but just like let it be what it is like are you gonna create it and turn it into something or are you just gonna be like well this is dumb like let me just wait until the clock ticks and I can move on to something else, but, like, still be stuck in this, like, shell or shadow or just, like, mindset tube, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, of me being, like, I'm not, like, fully 100% content with me. And just, like, trying to find the confidence that I had before. And, like, when I was doing Color Guard, like, that's definitely when I felt the most confident and I think about it a lot and I'm like have I ever like truly been confident with myself or did doing color guard just make me feel so confident and beautiful that it translated to my everyday life so like once that factor came out of it like I'm like do I feel like lost because like I lost my only source of confidence or you know what I mean or like was I ever confident without it so I think that once that book closed like this is an opportunity to do that and I know just like with COVID like a lot of people kind of you know you either thrived and survived during COVID or you kind of just let it kick you in the butt and I was definitely the latter and I don't regret that at all because I think I had a like a lot of emotional like search and realization through that time so I would never be like oh, I wish I took advantage of that time differently, but I kind of feel like like, this is my redo to do that, you know, I went through the emotional part of it, so now I can get through like, the physical and just like, the mental aspect of it, you know, I went through that hard stuff there, so like, let's go through this hard stuff now, and I really think that, I don't know, you're just in places because you need to feel uncomfortable, like, and it may not make sense and it may not be your end game but it doesn't have to be if you're like me like I think about everything like this is the rest of my life and like that's not it at all like I literally have the control to change it whenever I want to and it's just like given me a peace of mind to be like you know what like my friend's off doing this great thing because she figured all this stuff out already and she showed me that like if you continue with it and you figure out who you are like you know she could stay there for 25 years and that could be the rest of her life and like she would be so happy but like I haven't gotten to that point yet and like maybe this is my stepping stone to figuring that out maybe this is the forever you know once those everything falls into place like I mean it's only been two months but maybe it's not that either like maybe there's like a whole world of opportunity still out there for me and I like definitely know that there is but just like thinking about it like You can't look at everything just because it's what you want. Like, I want a lot of things. But I've come to realize that, like, just because I want it doesn't mean that I need that. And, like, right now it's thinking more about, like, what you need versus what you want. And that's been, like, the biggest realization, I think, in my transition so far. Because even when I was marching drum corps, I kind of had that same... I guess, like, mental battle with myself, like, I always wanted to be a blue coat, granted, most of my staff in high school were blue coats, but I just thought they were amazing, like, my staff members who marched there were amazing, but then also just, like, the evolution of the core was so cool to witness, and, like, you know, I got to see, like, my staff members and people that I admired so much as a performer, like, win gold medals, silver medals, bronze medals like they were always meddling like they were just so happy and great and a lot of people that I was fortunate enough to meet were blue coats as well and I sat at DCI world championships this past summer and watched the blue coats and I felt myself getting emotional because I was like that's still something that I want like but I can't do that anymore because you age out of drum core and I was like that is just an opportunity I will never have and not even that I had a bad drum corps experience at all, like ours looked a little less stable than the blue coats and we had our own issues and whatever, but that's just what drum corps is. But I also had to take a step back from that and be like, Molly, you marched these places because of the people you were surrounded with and I like 100% will take that to the grave. That's exactly what it was for. I got to march with some of the greatest people in the entire world and like they're people that you think about and you just get emotional thinking about them because they're just some of the greatest people you've ever met like the people that you just got to share this experience with that was life-changing and they're life-changing people and it's just something really special and I mean that's definitely why I wasn't a blue coat I 100% believe that um and I think that you just kind of have to take a step back and connect those dots because that's I feel like the only way to kind of settle your mind and your heart of just being like I didn't get what I wanted but you just have to take a step back and be like you didn't get what you wanted because that's not what you needed at the time so I just went off script hella which I'm sure you can tell like for sure I typed out my outline for the beginning part and then I was like we're just gonna wing it from here we're just gonna we're just gonna talk so yeah but that's honestly like my biggest just piece not even of advice but just like something to think about key takeaway I guess is just you know trying to be in a position and not so much be like "What is me like why aren't things going the way that I want them to and it's more of like a flip it around and be like I'm fortunate enough to have an opportunity to figure out what I need and work on my needs and then I can get what I want you know like you have to work for those things and I think in a lot of ways the universe is telling you and God and whatever you believe in like they're trying to tell you that and they create those opportunities for you when they're ready And that is a quote that I saw and it was just like opportunities wouldn't be there if you weren't ready for them. And I shared that in my interview and just told them like, because they would be like, why do you think you're ready for this? Like why here? Like everyone asks you that, right? And that's what I tell them. Like I was just like, you know, if I was supposed to be here, I would be. And, you know, being scared isn't a valid reason and not thinking you're not good enough isn't a valid reason. So... I think that in a lot of the ways if the opportunity doesn't present itself like you're not ready for it and you have to figure out why and I think that moving across the country or moving even 17 hours away or just whatever living in a city by myself like I wasn't I wasn't ready for that and that's why I didn't get a second interview or get a job offer because you know as much as I may want all of that Like, I really had to sit and think about, like, you can want that all you want, but are you going to thrive and survive in that kind of environment before you really, like, conquer your needs and get that point? Like, are you going to feel confident walking into, like, an NBA game? Like, where you have to dress nice and, like, these things. Like, are you going to feel confident doing that? Because probably not. Like, you're not wearing your polo and your tennis skirt and you're not feeling cutie like that, like, you're looking nice, and you're doing these things, and just going across the country, like, are you really gonna be okay with that time difference when you're still, like, working through your own battles? Like, are you gonna be okay, like, leaving your friends behind for the first time, like, after you finally found, you know what I mean? Like, it was definitely a way harder transition. Both of them would have been. So, I think where I am right now is, like, exactly where I need to be, and, you know, I can come home and make the seven-hour drive every other weekend if I feel like it, but I'm just really looking forward to this, like, next opportunity and this next chapter of just, like, growth, and that's really, like, how I approached it, and I think just letting, like, the adjustments and everything, like, didn't necessarily scare me away, but, you know, just thinking about, like, how your life could be, I think is also a big thief of joy, and, you know, you can't look at it like that and I'm queen of scenarios in my brain and my friend and I were talking about it like another friend and she was just like how come when I see a boy I like I just like imagine our lives together and I'm like I don't know but I do it too and it sucks so like we probably should stop doing that but I feel like I do that with everything and I think that's like a way I kind of like romanticize my life but in a way I'm like romanticizing it to this like level of expectation that like just is not attainable at the time and so I think once I figure that out then all of those things will be attainable and I will get exactly what I want because I'm most positive that I will and I went to the craft store today and I got some stuff to make my dream board for the new year and I'm just I'm really excited and you know I'm really glad that you know, I made the friends that I did and I met the people that I did at past jobs and we're friends now and I'm just really thankful for all those people because, you know, whether they knew it or not, like, they definitely were helping me so, shout out here um, hopefully this is a big compliment to you I appreciate you um, I appreciate you just like showing me the ropes to being a confident gal um, as a woman in sports and you know what, we're soon gonna be kicking ass and the most successful people in the world. We're going to be like unstoppable for sure. So, I have decided that I wanted to like kind of end each episode with a quote of the week um that kind of ties into the episode because with the Bengals like during our meetings we would do a quote of the week and it was like one of my favorite things and I was like this is such a cute way to end a meeting or just like kind of end anything just hearing people's perspective on things and things like that so I found this one on TikTok and I thought it was you know perfect for just like the new year and just kind of tying into everything just about like new beginnings and a new era and things like that so it went one time I was talking to a friend and they told me find a vacation every day even if it's just walking outside or going to get Starbucks that's what the new year is about finding vacation every day and I think that that is so sweet and it's so cute and definitely something that I like to think about or that I plan to think about as well um Just moving forward that those little things do end up being the big things in the end. So treat them like they are. And just to just celebrate your accomplishments like you would anybody else's. Because what you're doing is just as cool and just as important as anybody else. And to always be kind to people. Because complimenting someone may make you uncomfortable for 30 seconds. But it could make their day for you know, 24 hours or a week or completely change their mindset of themselves. So those are my little takeaways for today. And I appreciate you all listening to me ramble on and on. And I hope that my point was made across because I'm not listening to this because I know that if I play it back, I'm going to hate it. So thank you so much. And I will see you next week for the next one.